Welcome to Break It Down, a Scansource podcast brought to you by Cisco. On this podcast, we take complex tech topics and break them down for the non-tech listener with your host, Ian, Kyle, and Philip. This is another edition of Break It Down, a Scansource podcast brought to you by Cisco. It is a hot and sunny day. How are we doing today? Are we feeling sassy? Feeling quite sassy. I'm always sassy. Good. <laughs> that is our subject du jour. We are talking Secure Access Service Edge. For those of you unfamiliar with the acronym SASE, something that Cisco announced at Cisco Live uh, recently is a kind of a focus area for FY22, kind of the latest tech buzzword. Uh, which I know makes Kyle so happy. I love when marketing and technology combine. As the proud uh, reader of Sassy for Dummies, did a little bit of pre-work for this show, boys. That's right. Ian's leading Ian's lead, leading the education session today. I don't know yes. about that. Again, it was called yeah. Sassy for Dummies. But I read it, and it feels like it's going to be a good episode for us because it combines a lot of our recent episodes. Combines a little security, combines a little SD-WAN, talk a little bit about uh, network traffic. So, Yep, that's exactly right. I was going to uh, plug it in the very beginning, listeners. If you have not yet listened to our SD-WAN and cybersecurity episodes, edge compute episodes, you got you to gotta pause now, go listen to those. Come back, though. Come back. <laughs> then come back. Come back and pick us up. Yep. So... Let's start where we always start, because it's a newer term, but is it a newer concept? Let's go to the origin. Yeah, yeah, it's both. So Gartner gets credit for the name. Uh, It first showed up in a release that they did back in July 2019, uh, where they started to try to define this combination or convergence of networking and security. Uh, So it's a very new concept. Uh, As we will discuss, SASE is really a single pane of glass of all the things that we've been talking about. Network security and SD-WAN and identity management, all those things. But as we have maybe inadvertently done in our podcasts, we made them all sound like they were individual technologies, individual architectures and therefore individual investments that companies had to make. And uh, what Gartner's trying to do is draw all of our attention to the fact that uh, you'll fail if you're spread that far apart and that thin, put it all in one place, manage it centrally. And then, as you said, that's where the secure access service edge comes from as a combination of all those things that we've been talking about. Security, access to network, edge edge of the network, edge computing, et cetera. So very new, both in concepts and, uh, and in terminology. Where am I going to run into this? Like, so like what, who needs to know about this? So the timing of it is really ironic. So Gartner started talking about it, like I said, in July of 19, the first reported case of COVID-19 was in December and we all went home. So I wanted to ask that. Say again? That's what yeah. I'm so we all went home in March, right? Yeah, roughly. 
And then this need to have distributed networks, to have distributed users, to have cloud access to applications, then it really took off. Now, for years, we've been talking about moving compute to the cloud, moving data to the cloud, moving storage to the cloud, et cetera. And so companies have been investing or, or evolving uh, into having uh, cloud strategies for data and applications. When we all went home, the users became cloud entities running off their home network, sometimes running off their home PCs. And that has really, really accelerated the need to secure the data, to secure the users, to access the data uh, quickly. I mean, that's one of the elements of, of SASE and SD-WAN. The SD-WAN element of SASE, let's call it that, is uh, you know accessing cloud applications without having to run it through VPN or run it back through a corporate data center. So, so a- the answer feels really enterprise. Uh, it's enterprise. It's anybody with a distributed workforce. Uh, it's companies like both of ours that are evolving into having remote workers, um, and and going to be you know uh, moving forward forward looking it's you know remote first working so uh, now we're all as employers have a much larger pool of talent that we can go access because all of our apps and our data and our blah blah blahs are all uh, accessible through the cloud so uh, we're not going to see sassy outside enterprise um, you're not going to see it in you know retail small retail. Uh, you know that type of thing. So this is real. This is really an enterprise play. It's a you know couple hundred users and up uh, investment that people will make. So that was going to be my exact question. So I'm glad Phil went first. But to what extent was this expedited over the past year? Right, because a year and a half ago, the story around SASE probably exists with uh, remote offices. And so, I mean, ScanSource, for an example, you guys have offices, obviously, in different locations around the country, in Phoenix and in Buffalo and in Kansas and Greenville as headquarters. So that would be kind of the sassy conversation a year and a half ago. And that's a great use case. But when we all go home in March, to your point, that use case gets magnified by a million because all of a sudden you have roaming employees yep. everywhere. That's right. And you have, you have, roaming employees, like I said, using their own devices too. So I think one of the key elements that that we focus on in a SASE conversation is not just how does a employee access corporate data? Because that, you know, we've had VPN solutions for that forever. This is really how does a remote employee access cloud applications? Like we we are a perfect example. We use Salesforce. So Salesforce is a cloud application. I can access it from my home using my home PC through a web browser and never connect to a, a corporate network. So I, that's called direct internet access or DIA or what, whatever you want to call that thing. But uh, one of those new acronyms, uh, or not new, but it's showing up in sassy conversations. Um, so I have direct access from my home to corporate data in the cloud. And without forethought, when companies deploy applications in that manner to secure those applications and secure the user, uh, that's a big risk. So uh, there's more and more demand for this, you know, these direct internet access models uh, because, you know, routing data through VPNs and routing data back, you know, backhaul through corporate data centers just brings with it latency, slows things down. Um, So it's uh, Again, 
more and more relevant as we move forward. And uh, like you said, Ian, this is the, the timing of the pandemic certainly accelerated it, but we were calling this out well before we even knew that was a thing. Yeah. So is this going to kill VPN? I think there's always a place That's for right. it. Uh, there's also industries that will latch on to that for a while, but ultimately, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Somebody's going to quote me later that I said it's a couple hundred users and above enterprises, but I mean, VPN's a good solution for SMB. And maybe SASE isn't yet, but um, listen, we're talking about SASE as a term that started in mid-2019. It hasn't been two years yet since we started talking about it, but I promise you there are companies out there with managed services offerings around SASE. So the more that that becomes prolific in the marketplace, the more managed service providers can provide SASE to any size company. So yeah, let's let's say it's going to be the... The death of VPN. Although, remember, SASE on its own isn't a thing. It's just a conglomeration of a bunch of other security and networking, etc. But so, to what extent? I love that we start every question with so because it's like I'm still putting <laughs> questions together when I start. <laughs> so, so to what extent does this? help answer or calm some of the nerves. And I know we talked about this in the cloud episode. Again, if you haven't listened, go back and listen. But the big concern about cloud is security. One of the driving factors in kind of the creation of SASE is people's cloud adoption. So is this kind of a solution to the security concerns of that? Yeah, it absolutely is. So if you if you want to, we haven't done alphabet soup yet today, although SASE and and direct internet access have been acronyms, but uh, you know the the main components of of a SASE solution are things like SD WAN, another acronym, DNS security, CASB, which which is a a new term to me. The concept is not new, but I mean that's a cloud access security broker. It's just security policies uh, that get applied to again the unquoted quoting fingers in the air for those that are just listening because you can't see us on a podcast, uh, unmanaged device. That's my phone, my mobile phone. It's technically an unmanaged device. So we'd have to have security policies in place that both protect me and the data that I'm accessing on this device. Secure web gateway is a part of firewall, firewall as a service is a part of SASE. So the benefit, Ian, is if you purchase or subscribe to a SASE solution, you're getting all of that. And like I said in the opener, versus having to make individual decisions on product deployment models, who's going to support, where does it live in your infrastructure for each one of those elements that I just described. So yeah, this is um, this has cybersecurity elements in it. I mean, we did, we've done two podcasts on that already, right? And we didn't talk a lot in those episodes about impersonation, but I mean, that's the risk. That, that's a big risk, not the risk, but that's a big risk if you're on an unmanaged device accessing a cloud application is, you know, you, somebody using social engineering against you to impersonate your session to that data, and uh, you know, a- a- accessing something that never that no no corporate citizen has any view into because it, because of the direct access to it. So, anyway, yeah, it's um, soon and very soon we're going to have to talk about SASE as the solution and not SASE as the single pane of glass with all these really complex, confusing elements to it. 
And if you just talk about SASE as your cloud security solution, it will, it will, you know, it scratches all those itches. Do speaking of, so thinking about it like that, do partners like our partners, do they, you know, today they're selling it as probably all like pieces of this solution, right? But there's also the option to sell it as a managed service. So in the future, are our partners going to sell this as, hey, come look at my SASE offering and it's a bundled offering of all these other solutions that exist? Yeah, I, I think so. I think the go to market here looks a lot like um, how cybersecurity go to market has evolved. Um, and it, meaning that uh, as quickly as it became aware that you should have a strategy, you couldn't react fast enough. And and as you guys know, just in the consumer world, you can't keep your antivirus profile up to date fast enough because as soon as there's updates, there's more bad actors and there's more viruses and there's more malware. So they're always a step ahead, right? So having a cybersecurity practice is the same way. If you were to wait to make a decision to invest in a practice, you're going to be behind for a while until you can until you can catch up. So partnering with MSPs um, that have security as a service or have SOX, S-O-C, uh, set up has been the approach to quickly provide cybersecurity solutions from partners to customers. I think this is exactly the same. I think because cybersecurity is such a big element of SASE that you couldn't build this overnight. And when you have solutions, like I keep I've been waiting for Ian to say it first, but you got solutions like Umbrella sitting out there that you can go subscribe to or buy like one time, build a practice around it. You can take that to market a lot easier than you would if you had to have all of the individual expertise in the elements that make up SAS. Before we get there, because while we're on this, I mean, that siloed security solutions, which are a humongous problem in the industry, are kind of part of the reason that, maybe not a reason that SASE exists, but a problem that SASE solves, to Philip's point, because it, it, it's kind, kind of tying the pieces together. Yeah, and I don't have the stat in front of me anymore, but the very first cybersecurity podcast we did, I quoted some stat about the millions of jobs that are out there in the cybersecurity space, and they just can't, there aren't enough professionals to fill them all. And so, yeah, the, the more, like, we, like I said, the more you can conglomerate or converge all these technologies into one thing, SASE, uh, the easier they become to deploy and manage. So single pane of glass is the key. That's where I think the unmanaged devices become even bigger part of the conversation. So Jonathan Rosenberg, who's the CTO at Five9, used to be the CTO at Cisco over collaboration, uh, actually tweeted this past weekend talking about how many phishing attacks you starting to see via text. And it's something that resonated with me because I feel like I'm starting to get a ton, like USPS package rescheduled for delivery or Amazon gift card or whatever it is. And it's like, well, I don't have a package and I didn't enter to win an Amazon gift card. I'm definitely not clicking on this link, right? But to your point, if I'm working off my phone and that's an unmanaged device that I'm doing corporate work on, that's a problem. And that's where something like Umbrella can come in, and Kyle, I had asked you before we started, because to me, a lot of the SASE messaging is similar to a lot of the Umbrella messaging. And so that's, I wanted to kind of delineate SASE and Umbrella, because I think that is an important delineation is that 
Umbrella is a piece of this, but not the whole. Yeah, I, I, I made the uh, very loose comparison that Umbrella is to Sassy as Facebook is to social media. Like it, it's uh, it, it's the uh, adaptation of a Sassy offering. And like I said, again, in the opener, that you just as you keep adding things, you keep adding firewall as a service, you keep adding CASB, you put all these different products into something like Umbrella, then it becomes a full blown Sassy solution. We're, we're starting this is starting to sound like a product commercial. Yeah, but I mean, we're going yeah, down that's that right. hole. Uh, it's, the, it's the common language you speak. Correct. It's And then it's kind of the differentiator with Sassy, though, is that it's all managed back to your original point through a single pane of glass. And it's kind of a singular solution that instead of managing a single point solution, we're managing all of our solutions through one kind of user interface. Yeah. And we, we didn't geek out this time. We did in, uh, in, in edge compute and maybe one other one. Uh, we talked about all the different appliances that you have to put in every remote office to ensure you're securing it and defining your network and engineers spend lots of time going through certifications, to learn how to command prompt, uh, program switches and routers and all that kind of stuff. That the more we move all of that out of the device and into the cloud, that's where SD-WAN, that, I mean, that's probably where we talked about it, it was within, in the SD-WAN podcast. But all, all of that configuration and complexity, you remove it and you put it into a single pane of glass, into a platform, into a SASE application, uh, becomes so much easier and a lot, you, have, you need a lot less IT professionals to then, then manage your, your users' devices and network. So are we going to see this single pane of glass as a single pane of glass developed by a vendor or are we going to see these our partners for instance have homegrown solutions that utilize multiple vendors inside of a sassy yeah this is this has got to be uh this has got to be a vendor play uh a supplier play and and specifically a software supplier uh what you will i mean again we keep going back to other podcasts but in sd wayne we talked about uh software defined networks it doesn't really matter who owns the physical switch or router or firewall at the site. Uh, an SD-WAN controller or orchestrator can control all those devices. And you don't have to know how to program them because somebody wrote a software application that knows how to speak to the switch, no matter which manufacturer it is. So SASE is just the next iteration of that, Phil. But it, it's going to have to, these single panes and glasses or, or centralized management portals are going to have to come from software companies that write them to manage everything below. One thing you said earlier that I, I wanted, I kind of put a pin in and wanted to come back to was edge compute. So you mentioned that as kind of a, a characteristic of a, a sassy organization, I guess, was that that would be something that they kind of, a space they played in. So Talk to me more about that and kind of how that applies here. Yeah, so it's the edge part of edge compute that's relevant and, and less the compute, uh, the, the compute piece. What we talked about um, when we first talked about edge compute was latency, uh, applications. We think autonomous cars. Uh, the, the autonomous car has to make a decision based off of sensor data that it sends somewhere for compute and then get a response back. If that's a latent filled network path, that response comes back perceivably way too late for the car to respond safely, right? So you, the edge compute concept is move the compute as close to, as possible 
to the user that needs it or the device that needs it. So in, in as we were talking about that, I think we talked about POPs, but we, we talked about, you know, so, sort of mini data centers geographically located near where the users are. And that concept exists inside of SASE because the question that I, it took me a while to get my head around it was, all right, we just, we just said SASE is a thing because I have an unmanaged device accessing a cloud application through my home internet. How is my employer ever going to know that that happens? There's nothing that routes through their network ever. They have no visibility. Ah, but they do because, well, they don't necessarily, it's not big brother stuff, but if you put a SASE solution, an SD-WAN solution in a POP near your users, like in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, you can actually impact that data. That's that's the the magic of DNS. But um, so it it is it's relevant in that case, Ian, just because the edge of the network and the need to have low latency responses is the same in this world as in the security world as it is in the edge compute world. Pop point of presence, just another acronym, another alphabet soup. Thought we were talking soda. No, we're in we're in the south. I think everything's a code. So, Ian, should I not click on this text message I got like five minutes ago that said I want a PS5? You did not want a PS5. I had bad news for you. They they said the only thing I needed was they only needed my social security number, (laughs) my mother's maiden name. So, pretty pretty cheap, low cost there. I know, right? Kind of summarizing everything from today. We're consolidating everything into a single solution, and we're making it easier for people to manage and utilize that solution. Yep, you got it. The solution, the solution solving the problem of defining networks and securing data. I feel smarter. I feel sassier. Is that a problem? <laughs> you should end it with that line. Yeah. <laughs> Today's interview is brought to you by Cisco Security. Security is a top concern for all customers in a growing global market rich in recurring revenue. Don't just sell the products. Win by selling security business valuable in a scalable architectural approach with best-of-breed products and threat intelligence with Cisco. Profit from an ongoing relationship with your customers today. Today's interview is brought to you by Cisco WebEx. Cisco WebEx is a platform 95% of Fortune 500 companies use for their collaboration needs. WebEx Meetings brings people from all over the globe together. It's like being there in person even when you can't be. Join from any device and get HD quality audio and video and even share your screen. From online meetings to whiteboarding to file sharing with the whole team, work progresses with WebEx. It's how millions do their best teamwork.